Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. And if you, I'm sure some of the kids are already wondering, do they have a preset number of times that I have to say Jesus? No. We're counting it live. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad that you're all here tonight. I, I love Christmas. I mean, just everything, everything about the entire build-up to it. And maybe that's, maybe that's a bit of just me loving to remember all the fun, or maybe it's my dad who even now that he's in his 60s, still treats Christmas as though he were eight the entire time, the entire season. <laughs> One way or the other, it's still very relevant to me, right? But Christmas is relevant to all of us. And, you know, you, you see it everywhere. It has season's greetings, you know, on, the, on, the door, on doors everywhere. You have people, you're supposed to wish people Merry Christmas or whatever alternate non-offensive word that they're using this year for Christmas instead of saying Christmas, Right? But you're supposed to greet people with joy during the season. And in the last three weeks here at the church, if you missed it, that's all right, but we were, we've been talking about greetings. And tonight what I want to look at is the most important greeting that was ever delivered. And it came to an unlikely audience at an unlikely time. And if you can, you can turn in your, in your uh, Bibles to Luke chapter 2. I just want to read a little bit from verse 8. I'm going to read from verse 8 through 15. Uh, we'll have one of the scriptures on there that I really want to focus on up on the screen, but if you, uh, you could turn there, and if, if not, you don't have your Bible tonight, that's okay, you, can, you could go ahead and listen, listen along. And this is, the, this is right after Jesus had been born. These are the events. Luke tells just such a beautiful, beautiful description of what has happened during this time. Starting in verse 8, it says, Now they're in the same country. Shepherds were living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Uh, seems like an appropriate reaction, probably. Then the angel said to them, do not be afraid, which is like, I, I think of like if I see an angelic being, something that I've never even could conceive of thinking of in this realm of existence, and then it appears before me, she's so like, oh, don't be afraid. I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's all you needed to say. Thanks. <laughs> I'm not afraid anymore. No, but he says, don't be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly, with the angel, a multitude of the heavenly host was praising God, saying, and this is verse 14, Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace, goodwill towards men. That's the greeting that God wants you to know in your heart. That he has goodwill towards mankind. And more specifically, towards you. Everyone say, towards me. Verse 15. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, oh my gosh, what just happened? I need to change my tunics. No, it said, let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass which the Lord has made known to us. But what I want to focus on is that this greeting, this line right here, this was like, this was the milestone of all milestones for the human race. This is where everything changed. God was now not just saying that there's a division of sin between mankind and myself. But God was putting into a person, 
into a baby, into Jesus Christ, the ability to now have a good relationship with God, to be on a, to have a, not just a good relationship, to be a child of God. In fact, it was something that up to this point, the Jews, this is what they had been, this is what they've dreamed about ever since they would read the story of Adam and Eve in the, in, back, in the, back in the Garden of Eden, was that there would be one day a Savior that would come that would restore the relationship with God. They would no longer have to go about worrying about, oh, my separate, I've sinned and now there's separation. No, it would be gone. There would be one that would come that would conquer all. And it was in Jesus Christ. And it was better than what they could have imagined. But I think some of us, we go through our lives like this. We, 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 have, our set, we have our set schedule. We have our set routine. And it's almost like we're comfortable living in this, either maybe it's the state of chaos that we are accustomed to. Or maybe we're just used to the same problems because we know what to anticipate with the problems. We're used to the same issues in our life because, uh, yeah, sure, they're not fun, but at least I know how to partly manage them. We're used to the same cycles that come back around in our lives, and we know that it's, well, it's just become what we've lived with. But I want to let you know that God doesn't want you to live with what you just think is normal. He wants you to live with what is best. Jesus Christ came to this earth to give you God's best. And it's almost like I think sometimes we live our lives and we lose our ability to imagine. Like, I remember whenever I was a kid, I could imagine some pretty crazy things, right? Yeah. <laughs> I told you, the whole Christmas thing, he's still right there, right? <laughs> don't, don't worry, Steve, we got you the BB gun. <laughs> <laughs> But sometimes, sometimes we have problems imagining what could be better than what we just perceive in our everyday life. We're so accustomed to what we're just used to in our job, in our family, in our own emotions, within our own bodies, that it becomes just, it's commonplace, this is what I live with, but God has better for us. You know, I'm, I'm kind of reminded whenever uh, the, the company I work for, I work as a project manager, and I get to travel sometimes. So the one, uh, the, I remember the first time I got to go over to Germany, we have an office over there, and Everyone told me, oh, you're going to love, the European food is just great. You're going to love it, right? So we, the first day that we're there, now the person that I went with wasn't very adventurous with food. And I, I was ready for it. I wanted, I wanted anything. I was going to try anything. If I didn't like it, who cares? I wanted to try it, right? So we have our first, the, it comes, lunchtime comes up, and they hand me a menu. And it's in German. Like, what, what, how is it going to help me? I don't know German. So, so I start to ask them, you know, well, well, what is this? What is this? What is this? And it was so interesting because everything on the menu, they picked this really super ethnic, German ethnic place that, you know, that had real traditional food. Everything, it wasn't a one-to-one -one comparison. They said, well, it's kind of like, and they would describe an American food, but better. And it's kind of like this, but better. So, all right, fine. So just, they get this huge sampler platter and they bring it in. And I mean, it is just this huge tray of food, Right. And so I just start going at it, taking, trying anything I can, and I am just loving everything, every little bit of it. The other person I'm there with oh, tried like one little tiny thing, and that was it. And they were just eating me up, watching me eat this thing up, right? Because it was so good, and there were so many things on there that I'd never tasted before. I mean, just combinations of flavors, and it really was, it was amazing. 
But I think sometimes for us in our lives, we're so used to just eating oatmeal with nothing on it that we don't know that there's syrup <laughs> or peanut butter that you could put into it or honey. But I think that's what God wants us to know is that through Jesus Christ, we can have so much more in our lives than what we just think is okay, than what we think is just normal and all right. Because sometimes we don't really know even what to imagine what the best is. But it all came through Jesus Christ. Because at that point, in man, that point for mankind, everything that God had was now freely open and given to them. All by accepting Jesus Christ as their Lord and as their Savior. And you know, if you think about Christmas, regardless of the, the culture that it's in, what class folks are, or anything of the sort, it's all about the giving of a gift and the receiving of a gift. And see, what God did through Jesus is he gave us his eternal salvation, but that gift of Jesus Christ wasn't just salvation, it was all of the blessings, all of the attributes of God poured into one person, Jesus Christ. And at the same time, it wasn't just giving to you, but there was also a taking as God took our sin. It says that he took our sicknesses, our anguish, our pains. He took them from us while he gave us Jesus Christ. It's a beautiful exchange. It's, in fact, it's hard to almost sometimes imagine what that exchange is exactly like. But whenever you accept Jesus Christ, everything that God has is opened up to you. And that's really the story of Christmas, is that the entire power of God is now available to you in your everyday life. Over the last three weeks, we looked at three things. We looked at mercy. Mercy, we, we learned that God loves us and that he forgave us. And that he didn't forgive us out of some compulsion, out of some frustration. He did it out of pure compassion to us. We learned that his mercy is new to us every day, every morning. It's poured out to us. We also looked at peace. And we found out that through Jesus Christ, we can have peace in our life. And regardless of the circumstances, regardless of the condition of what is going on, the issues that are happening, the people that are against us, the job that we have, what we're going through mentally, financially, physically, it doesn't matter. Jesus Christ can give you peace through the circumstances. And it doesn't have to be a piece that you reason out and think, well, this is how it has to be. It has to be like this, 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 and this, and then everything's okay. No, God was able to say, oh, silly human, I can think better than you. And he can. And that's why it says in the Bible that his peace passes understanding. Because in situations where you should be in an absolute panic, you can rest in your Savior, Jesus Christ, to give you a peace to get through anything that you are going through. And then we also looked at grace. And grace was a beautiful one. It was this favor from God, but it was more than just favor. It was God's ability poured out into our lives through Jesus Christ. And we talked about a guy named Paul, and we looked at, Paul had some problems in his life, 
that he figured out one important thing. He figured out that whenever he was weak, he was actually strong if he relied on God's ability to overcome the weakness. We found out that the key in our lives is that if we would humble ourselves and ask God for help and not try to accomplish everything on our own, not try to work everything out according to what we think is best, but if we would just simply humble ourselves and ask God for his help in our lives, at that moment, our moments of weakness become strength because it's no longer our ability, but his ability, his grace working through us becomes something more powerful than what we could ever produce, what we could ever plan for, what we could ever imagine. And those are just three things. Mercy, peace, grace. Three things that God freely gave to us. But something interesting is with this is that those three aspects of what God wants to give us into our lives, they aren't individual gifts that God wants us to somehow obtain. They aren't things that, okay, well, once I become a Christian, I, 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 need to, I, I need to work on getting mercy, I need to work on getting peace, I need to work on getting grace. No, 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 no. Those three things were a person. They were Jesus Christ. And in that, those were just three aspects. I mean, three out of so many. We're going to name through a few here tonight. But there's so much that God has for us. And it isn't like it's something that we have to perform and we have to hit a certain level of, okay, God, I did this right. I did this right. Now, can I have a little bit of that peace? No, 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 no. If you have Jesus Christ, you already have it all. He is the ultimate gift. You know, you struggle for like finding that right gift for that right person. You know, and sometimes Christmas ends up being, it's not just giving gifts out of love. You know, it starts off with love, and then as you find that, you figure out everything that they have and what you're trying to ask for it, and you know, you've asked 12 times for what they would like for Christmas. You've asked 15 times for what, they've liked, what they would like for Christmas. You've asked 25 times. You know, now it's not a gift out of, it becomes not just out of love now. Now it's necessity. I have to get them something that they actually need. And the struggle becomes real at that point. Right? Because then you're thinking through everything that you're like, okay, is it something homemade? What do you, is it food? Do they, I don't know. And you're going through all this. And then it becomes a gift out of frustration, right? Because like, now, like, here's your gift. Oh my gosh, like the amount of sleep that I lost over this thing. But I'm letting you know, guys, that that's not how God looks at you. It's not out of frustration. It is out of absolute love that, G, that he had the plan that Jesus Christ would come to earth as a child, to be the perfect gift for mankind. That's why the angels said, we have glad tidings of great joy to tell you. Why? Because everything that you need as a creation is going to be provided for you. And it's not just like, oh, well, you know, I'll have salvation and one day everything will be okay. No, 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 no. Then if that's your mindset towards Jesus Christ, then you have just a small fraction of it. It's the most important, don't get me wrong. But God wanted so much more for our lives. And these aren't things that we have to work to obtain. They're all in Jesus Christ. 
And you know, God loves this idea. You see it a lot in Scripture. He likes to tie many things into one thing. Take multiple different ideas and multiple different concepts and say, nope, they're all the same. That's it. It's just one thing. I mean, look at even himself. He refers to himself as God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Three aspects of God. Three, en- three separate persons, but all yet one God equally together and separate. And so, whoa, whoa, that doesn't line up with math. Look, man, I've, I've, our, our kids have been at home. I've been helping them with math. Look, math today is not math. I, I, they've changed the whole concepts of this stuff. Tell you what. No, but it's, if you think through it, it's not, it's not too far off. And I, and I love, I love there, was a, there was a preacher that once said, spiritual things are a lot like natural things. And there's a lot of type and shadows. There's a lot of comparisons. So this concept that Jesus is all these different things as a person, think of it like this. You know, we all know what water is. But if I freeze water, it becomes ice. If I heat water up, it becomes steam. And if I live in western PA during the summer, it's humidity. <laughs> right? And if I'm lucky, if I'm lucky, on December 25th tomorrow, it will be snow. <laughs> but in all of those circumstances, have I, I, I've changed the appearance of water. I've changed some of the properties of it, but it's still water. And then if I have enough water, I can have it, I can go in a pool. If I have it in a cup, I can drink it. It can give me refreshment. If I go into a shower, it cleans me. It's the same thing with God. There's so much that he has put into Jesus Christ, and it's so many different things, but it's only one person. It was one gift, one baby born in a manger, given to mankind. Jesus Christ is the perfect gift for you, the perfect gift for your family, the perfect gift for your your finances, the perfect gift for your emotions, the perfect gift for your body, the perfect gift for your job. He is everything that you need wrapped up into one. A few scriptures even share this. You look at in Ephesians 2.14. There it says, For he himself, talking about Jesus, he himself is our peace, who made both groups into one and broke down the barrier of the dividing wall. He's even saying there that he unifies all mankind. There's no division of men. God doesn't see men as divided. He sees them as one. But he is our peace. In John 11.25, I love this scripture. Jesus, talking to Mary, he says to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And so tonight I'm telling you, the blessings of God aren't these things that you have to obtain by good merits, by deeds, by living the perfect way. They, are all, they all come through the one man, Jesus Christ. The resurrection, it wasn't an event. It was a person. Life isn't a thing. It's a person. And I want us to know tonight, this Christmas, 
Maybe it's coming to a deeper revelation of who Jesus Christ is to you. He isn't just some iconic ornament that you hang on your tree. Oh, look at little baby Jesus in the manger. It was the most, it was all the power, all the love, all the compassion, all the mercy, all of the grace poured in to one person, Jesus Christ, and then given freely to all mankind. We all have our wish lists of what we had for what we want for Christmas. You can think of them over the years of all the different things that you've wanted. You know, sometimes it's fun. We, we joke with our kids, you know, they ask, you know, what did you want whenever you were a kid for Christmas? You know, we, you, you chuckle whenever you start to name some of the things that you actually wanted for Christmas, right? Because you think of it now, but as you get older, some of those things become a little bit different. Sometimes it's not that I just want the Super Nintendo. Sometimes it's, man, God, I, this week I just want some peace of mind. I don't want to feel anxiety for a week. I don't want to have to worry about my work. I don't want to have to feel panic. I don't want to have to feel stress. I don't want to have to think about how sick my body is. You know what? Jesus Christ is the gift that solves all of it. And as you go through the Bible, what I want to do tonight as we close is I want to go through and I want to give, tell you some of the names that the Bible describes as Jesus Christ. Because remember, Jesus is many things all wrapped into one. Some of the names that the Bible gives him, it says that he is the advocate, the Lamb of God, the perfect sacrifice, the resurrection and the life, the shepherd and bishop of souls, the judge the Lord of Lords, the man of sorrows. It actually says that Jesus was our sin. The head of the church, the master, the faithful and true witness, the rock, the high priest. He was the door, the living water, the great physician, the way, the truth, and the life. He was the firstborn of many brothers. He was the second Adam. He's the living water, the bread of life, the rose of Sharon, the beginning and the end, the Alpha, the Omega, the vine, the Messiah, the teacher, the Holy One, the groom, the mediator, the beloved. He was the branch, the good shepherd, the light of the world. He was the Word of God. He was the image of the invisible God, the chief cornerstone, the Son of Righteousness. He was the light. He was a servant. The author and finisher of your faith. The almighty, the everlasting father. Your brother. The lion of the tribe of Judah. The prince of peace. The wonderful counselor. Emmanuel. The son of man. The day spring. The day star. The amen. The king of the Jews. The prophet. The teacher. The bright morning star. Jesus Christ and the I Am. I don't know about you, but in those 50 some odd descriptions, I think I could find a few answers for my life. What does God want us to know? No matter who you are, no matter what you've done in life, you will eventually face a situation that you do not have an answer to. And Jesus Christ is that answer. 
that baby born in a manger. The whole reason we celebrate Christmas is everything you need. And so tonight, before we go, if we could, just this is the most important part of what we'll do here. I want to make sure that everyone has the opportunity to receive Jesus Christ as their Savior, as everything that they need in their life. So if you could with me, just bow your heads, close your eyes, no one looking around. If you're here tonight and you don't know Jesus Christ, you've never accepted him as your Lord, your Savior, I invite you tonight to make that decision. Receive that gift from God. There is no other way that mankind can be saved. There's no other way that you will be able to get to heaven. No matter deeds that you can do, no matter, there's no amount of right that you can do in this world. Jesus Christ is the only way. So I want to ask you tonight, if you've never asked Jesus Christ to be the Lord of your life, this is the best gift you could ever receive. If you want to make the decision to ask him into your heart tonight, I just want you to raise your hand where you're at. But don't want to take it for granted. All it takes is asking Jesus to save you. All it takes is just admitting, you know what? I don't have all the answers. I can't save myself. Not in this world and not in eternity. Father, we thank you for the opportunity that we have, Lord God, to live a life with you. We thank you for the opportunity we have to be one with you, Jesus. We thank you for this Christmas, Lord God, that we are, we are able to acknowledge that you are the giver of all. And help us, Lord God, as we celebrate the rest of this evening, Father God, and throughout over the holidays, that we remember the gift you gave to us. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, before, before we go, we do want to take one opportunity. You should have uh, gotten a candle maybe whenever you've, you came in or maybe you, you have one under your seat there uh, with us. What we want to do is we want to have a little, just one more song before we go. And I wanna, I'm going to go ahead and start uh, lighting some candles here and we'll get, it, we'll get everybody. But we want to sing one Christmas song here together. Parents, please help your kids there as you can. If we could all just stand this one last time as we, sing, as we close out.
Burn. 